Welcome, birders. This is Ed Pullen, your host on the Bird Banter Podcast, where birders talk birding. I've been doing this podcast for a year now. It doesn't seem like that, but a year has gone by. I put my first episode up January 18th of this year. A little background to that. Why the heck am I doing a podcast? You know, when I first uh, got the idea of this, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I listened to my first few podcasts, really birding podcasts. I listened to the Bird Chick podcast uh, and the ABA podcast and uh, Out There with the Birds with uh, with the Birdwatchers Digest people and a few other podcasts, and they were really fun to listen to. I like them, but I didn't really hear uh, a podcast where birders just talk birding. Uh, they usually had a more specific agenda, that type of thing, and I thought, hmm, that would be a useful thing to do. And, and then I thought, well, you know, I like listening to podcasts and I, I like talking to birders about birding. I like fairly simple technical projects. I'd I'd done a couple of websites and had a little bit of an idea about some technical stuff, although not really about any audio stuff. And I needed a challenge. My wife died a few months before that, and I was feeling a little without a purpose and decided, what the heck, let's go for it. Talked it over with my son, Brad, and brainstormed a little bit. Decided, I'm going to do a podcast. So what about it? So I did a little research, got things started, and uh, decided I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to try to do an episode a week. You know, it's not going to be every week, but I'm going to try to more or less get an episode up every week. So it's been almost a year since I started. It'll be January 18th will be a year. And I've put up 53 episodes. Felt pretty good about that. 40 of them with guests, 13 alone. And so I've been uh, about on schedule for what I had hoped to do. It really has been fun. It's given me the chance to talk to a lot of people that otherwise I would not have had any reason to talk to. Uh, Really bright people, big names in the birding community sometimes, and and other people just, you know, regular normal birders like me around the area or around the country. So I've talked to some pretty fun people to talk to, and I've had a lot of fun doing it. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I got off to a soft start. I threw myself a softball to begin with. I did a solo episode just to introduce the podcast and then had my best birding buddy, Ken Brown, over to the over to where I live, and we recorded an episode. Uh, about as easy as it gets. Uh, Ken was a terrific guest, but he's also my best buddy, and so we just had fun. We talked about his early years in birding. He was, you know, he started uh, from nowhere, really, as a young adult, uh, fell in love with birding, and went off the deep end. You know, he's been birding like crazy ever since, taught Audubon classes here, birding classes for years and years and his birding story in episode two was just it was a a great story to hear i'd heard it you know in bits and parts but really not all together so it's fun to listen to again then i uh, had my other close birding buddy here in tacoma bruce labar over for episode number three and heard his birding story his birding story is a lot different than ken's in a lot of ways but really not different in others he also started birding as a young adult really didn't bird particularly as a young child, and uh, went full blast. When he got started, he just went off the deep end, uh, became a top birder in short order in, in, in Northern California. I uh, was part of that generational changing uh, birding group in California that uh, just got birding from a, a little-known hobby of a few people to widespread hobby in America. Uh, really became part of that uh, almost a renaissance of birding that happened in, in the California group of birders in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, so Bruce was a big part of that group, knew a lot of those people, and had some great stories to tell. So that was really fun. Uh, so after that, challenged myself a little bit more uh, and got on a couple of birders I didn't know as well. 
In, in episode number four, I had Christian Hagenlocker on. I had met Christian uh, first on a, a pelagic birding trip, uh, uh, actually a repositioning cruise from Los Angeles to Vancouver Island and on to Vancouver, uh, where we had a little bit of chance to talk in the boat. He was there, and that was part of his uh, big year. The, my guests on episode four and five were big year birders. Christian on his uh, his big year, and he talks about that in his episode uh, as part of uh, his project, the birding project, and and as the basis of the book he uh, subsequently wrote called Falcon Freewish. Definitely check that out. Uh, I had uh, Christian back on a future, a later episode in the year, talking about his trip to Attu. So he was my only two-time guest so far. Uh, so. Thanks so much, Christian, for being a two-time guest. I appreciate it. And check out his book on on, uh, on his website, The Birding Project uh, slash Falcon Freeway. So thebirdingproject.com slash Falcon Freeway. You'll be able to buy his book there. You can also, I'm sure, get it on Amazon or other places. Books are sold. But if you buy from him, it'll be better for him. So check out his website. Check out his book. Go buy it. Uh, so he was my uh, uh, first repeat guest and my number four guest. My number five guest was one of the better-known birders I've had on uh, the podcast, Dorian Anderson. I first met Dorian when I was at uh, the Lower Rio Grande uh, Birding Festival, but I had followed him a year or two before that, when 2014, when he did his Biking for the Birds big year. He did a big year starting in Boston, or near Boston, in, on January 1st, bicycled around the country, all the way south to Florida, across the, the lower uh, part of the lower 48, up all the way into Washington, down through Colorado, just all on a bicycle. Unbelievable. You hear about that in episode number five. Uh, crazy story. Dorian is such a character, too. I mean, he just has stories to tell and has a lot of uh, insight as to why birding is so addicting uh, and uh, how, it, how it helped him heal through various uh, aspects of his life. So really a good story. Uh, episode six uh, was my first guess I didn't really know. I met Ben Lizdas at the San Diego Birding Festival uh, the few months uh, shortly before I had him on as a guest. Uh, ben Lizdas at the time was working with Birdwatchers Digest and was the, the leading force behind their sales project, uh, Red Star Birding, and uh, was a terrific guest. It was really nice to have a pro on. Uh, you know, he has his own podcast out there with the bird, had his own podcast out there with the birds uh, for with Reader's Digest and w with Bill Thompson III often as, as the co-host and has a terrific voice. By the way, Christian Hockenlocker has a great voice too. I, I hope he completes his audio version of his book. It'll be really good too. Anyway, Ben was a terrific guest and heard stories about what what's the life like as a, as a, a traveling sales rep for uh, for uh, he was with Eagle Optics as a traveling sales rep, and then uh, as a rep with uh, with Red Star Birding, uh, and so had lots of different uh, aspects of his birding career. Not a primarily a birder, really a, a, in optics sales, but a terrific birder too, and with a lot of cool stories to tell. So that was really fun talking to uh, Ben Lizdas. Uh, Bill Twite was my next guest, uh, and Bill. My story about Bill is that when I first heard about Bill, I thought he must be an old guy. Uh, he and uh, he wrote uh, along with Terry Wall, uh, a co-author, wrote the book on uh, birding in Washington. And I knew the the co-author who was an older fellow who was uh, leading uh, pelagic trips out of Westport. 
And I, uh, I just assumed Bill was about the same age. Uh, and when I met Bill for the first time, I said, holy mackerel, I think he's younger than I am. I couldn't, I thought he was going to be 90 or something. Anyway, funny story. But he was as knowledgeable a guest as I've had on the show, probably as knowledgeable a guest as I'll ever have on the show, just knows everything about birding, has a great birding story. And we talked a lot about birding out of, pelagic birding out of Westport. I learned a lot about the topography of the sea canyons there, how the tides vary, how they how they use various uh, methods to find pelagic birds. I'd been on a lot of pelagic trips out of Westport, but I never really understood that stuff before the episode. If you do pelagic trips out of Westport, you definitely should check out uh, Bill Twight's episode number, I think it's episode number nine, maybe eight. Bill Twight's episode anyway. Shep was next. Shep Thorpe, a friend of mine locally, a local veterinarian, was on as my next guest. And we talked primarily uh, about the upcoming WASP convention, his role in the Washington Ornithological Society, or WASP. And uh, it was a fun, fun to talk to Shep. He's a terrific birder and a really good trip leader. He leads a lot of WASP trips. John Sterling was my guest in episode number 10. John is a big-time California birder. I think he's the number one lister on eBird for California as a state, uh, has done a huge big year in California. But the thing that shocked me when I listened to him, and I knew him a little bit, he was the uh, trip leader, uh, uh, one of the trip leaders on a trip I took to Kenya a few years ago. And just a terrific birder, really good photographer, just a great birder, knows, I mean, worldwide birds, he just knows it. But he's also a super ABA and, and uh, California birder and has a story, oh my goodness. Now talk about having done everything. He started his career with a lot of field work in uh, Mexico and Central America. Uh, rediscovered a bird that was thought to be extinct, worked in areas where headhunters had been active recently. Some fabulous storytelling. Uh, so John has great stories to tell in episode 10. Uh, he also is fun to hear how, how a field birder really turns that into a career as a field ornithologist. And he's, he's been very successful at that. Uh, this brought me to my first guest, who was a fellow podcaster uh, and was the the person who did the podcast, the first podcast I ever listened to, not just a birding podcast, but the first podcast period. Uh, Bird Chick, Sharon Steitler, uh, does the Bird Chick podcast, and she is funny and a great guest. I have met her actually at the Laurier Grand Birding Festival where I met uh, Dorian, and she is just a terrific guest. She has a, obviously a really well-known podcast herself and was a terrific guest. I really had fun talking to Sharon. Uh, after that, I was just about to head to Morocco on a, on a big uh, guided trip uh, by uh, Legacy uh, Tours, uh, and the leader of Legacy Tours is Michael Carmody. Uh, he and I recorded episode 12 just before I left, and it went live probably while I was in the air or just landed in Morocco. Uh, so had a really fun time talking to Michael. Uh, also got some insights the trip I was going to be taking coming right up, and really had a nice time. Uh, so Michael is a terrific guest. What a, what a cool story he has. He was a, a working priest, uh, dropped out of the priesthood uh, to get married, uh, went on to start a, a field guiding company, is one of the top uh, Mexico birders, 
uh, and uh, just a really wealth of knowledge about all of that type of thing. So I had a fun trip with him to Morocco and really fun talking to him before the trip. That was followed by a few episodes I recorded while I was in Morocco, kind of brief episodes chatting about what was going on on the trip in Morocco. And when I got home, uh, a neighbor of mine, Art Wong, who's a terrific birder, uh, and was also part of that California Renaissance birding uh, in the 70s uh, and uh, around then, 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, was my guest and had a really fun talking to Art. Art is just a uh, activist in every sense, a conservationist, women's rights activist. He was a, a, a state representative, congressman, uh, and a judge locally. If there's something happening around Tacoma that has to do with conservation or politics, Art will be in the middle of it. And was a really interesting guest. He's also a terrific birder. I followed that up with uh, Alvaro Jaramillo, uh, who was uh, one of the great catches for me to have on the podcast. Uh, I got uh, an introduction from Dorian Anderson to uh, Alvaro. Uh, Dorian works for Alvaro at least part of the time as a trip leader through Alvaro's adventures. And uh, so I got an introduction and Alvaro came on as a guest. And I was shocked when I talked to Alvaro that he's from Toronto. Uh, I mean, I thought he's a, he's a well-known Latin American leader. He leads trips to Chile and to Antarctica. Uh, he's, uh, you know, uh, Latino-sounding name. I thought, sure, he is from uh, Latin America, but he really grew up in Toronto, has a British accent. I was just kind of shocked about that. But also, what a cool story. Terrific birder. Uh, was on the fast track uh, for academic uh, ornithology when he dropped out of his PhD program and wrote a book on blackbirds, uh, uh, probably to the disappointment of his mother, I'm guessing. Uh, but anyway, really a fun story and a great guest. So I got to know uh, Alvaro at that time. Since then, I've uh, signed up for a trip to Antarctica next uh, next year through Alvaro's Adventures. It's the same. He's leading a portion of the, He has a segment of the ABA trip coming up next uh, October, November to Antarctica. And I'm super excited to be going on that. I can't wait. I've never even seen a penguin. Super excited about that. Uh, after Alvaro, I had one of my uh, one of the birders that I most look up to on as a guest. Uh, Shanine Finnegan was my guest in episode number 17. I met Shanine uh, as one of the trip leaders uh, on a big five-day pelagic birding trip out of San Diego. Uh, and Shanine uh, was just so smart and so kind and just about as sharp as it gets as a birder, and is kind of mythic in the ABA community. She uh, stormed on the scene as a, as a young woman when it was really a men's game, uh, and uh, uh, really took the birding field by storm. Uh, she won some uh, birding, by, uh, birding by ear competitions and placed well in the visual competitions back in the old ABA me meetings when they were just getting going and really made her name there. But she is a fabulous birder. Great story. Really had fun talking to Shanine. After that was my, maybe one of my easiest guests, uh, easiest because he's a terrific storyteller. Blair Brunson was on his, on episode number 18. He is a top Washington lister and uh, an attorney and uh, smart as a whip, went to Harvard and Stanford and, and just an excellent business person, uh, but is always all over the place. If you, go, if you chase a bird in Washington, uh, the only reason you won't see 
Uh, the only reason you won't see Blair is because he's already been there and gone. Uh, he, uh, he's all over local birding. He's uh, a big state lister and a fabulous guest, good storyteller, fun guy. Uh, he's been doing a terrific project, uh, a kind of challenge, self-challenge. He uh, challenged himself to see 50 species of birds in each of the 50 states in a day and to do it with a local birder. Uh, so, in other words, he's going to meet a local birder, go birding with them in one day and find at least 50 species in each of the 50 states. He just finished that. You can find out about it at BlairBirding.com, where he writes his blog. And uh, terrific writer, excellent photographer, good birder, and just a really fun guest. I had a blast talking to Blair that day. It was really fun. After that, I stayed local. Will Brooks came on in episode number 19. Will is maybe the best birder in Pierce County. He's certainly as good as anyone. Uh, he's a UPS student. He's probably 21 or something like that. I know he's 21. I heard about his 21st birthday party. He's at least 21 uh, and uh, is a senior now at UPS. He was a junior at the time and uh, did research locally on white-crowned sparrows. Uh, interaction of the two subspecies we have locally of uh, white-crowned sparrows, uh, and gave a talk to our ABC Birding Club about that. He's also given a talk to Wass about that and is writing a paper about it. Has done two summers worth of research on that uh, and is really had fun talking about that. But gosh, I tell you, so fun to go out birding with Will. He's just all over. He hears everything, sees everything. He is just a wonderful birder and really fun. I had a good time talking with Will, too. Uh, next, I had the Wallats. Sound like a dance group? Nope, it's a birding group. The Wallats are a group of female birders, mostly in Washington with a California contingent. And I had three Wallats at my apartment. I had Diane Jorgensen Quinn, Faye Hans, and Laura Parshell in and did my first four-person podcast right in the uh, living room of my condo while we looked out over the Puget Sound and talked birding. I mostly talked about birding friends in there, birding experiences and how the Willats came to be a group and how they've thrived and become rich, deep friendships through that. Really fun to hear. Uh, definitely, if you are thinking about uh, you know, what it's like to be part of a, a close-knit birding community, a group of close friends who like to bird, check out the Willats episode. That was really good. After that, going from pretty good friends on the show, I uh, had my first guest on that I just found online because he has a good blog and contacted him and he agreed to be on as a guest. Uh, it's also my first, uh, uh, well, yeah, I think my first college professor I had on as guest, Dr. Jeffrey Hills, a professor at Auburn University in Alabama and has, is a good birder and a top researcher, uh, does a lot of research in speciation and has a theory on how the, mito how the DNA and the mitochondrial DNA and the nuclear DNA and the compatibility with the male and female uh, leads to speciation and to the, the lack of uh, fertility or at least the, the, the lack of fitness of hybrids, generally speaking, and how that may play a role in evolution. Really cool theory. I understood a lot of it and had a really fun time talking to him. If you want to uh, get a little deeper into the science of uh, ornithology, check out episode number 21. Ann Nightingale was my next guest. Ann is another one of the uh, birders I most look up to. Ann is uh, from Victoria, British Columbia on Vancouver Island, a terrific person and a top birder. Uh, and she is 
the story of how you can get to be a really hotshot birder and not start when you're seven or even when you're 20 or maybe even 30. She started as, as a not quite as young as some other birders start as an adult, probably I think she might have been as old as I was when I started, or maybe older. But she has just been developed as a birder into a terrific birder, uh, and what a nice person! When I did my uh, when I did my uh, repositioning cruise from California, landed at Victoria. We had just a few hours on the island, really, and I got off. Uh, Bruce and Ken and I and some other people got off, rented a couple of cars, went dashing off to find a couple of birds we were looking for, primarily uh, to see a skylark. Uh, Skylarks have been established on Vancouver Island near the airport at Victoria. And when we got there, we met up with with Ann Nightingale. And I I didn't realize, but this was all planned. This was planned by Dorian Anderson. I learned about that when I had him on as a podcast guest. I thought it was just coincidence we met up with her. And somehow the bunch of us got invited to her place for dinner. I didn't know at the time it was a dinner for Dorian, who was doing his bicycle big year, or had done a bicycle big year, and Dorian had arranged uh, to be a guest. Might have been Dorian, might have been Christian. I can't remember for sure. Christian Hagenlocker might have been the person who set up the, the dinner. But anyway, whatever it was, somehow I got invited and tagged along and went to a terrific barbecue at her house and just such a great hostess. And I was like, wow, what a... I mean, she's... a you know, just shy of legendary birder on Vancouver Island, and here she's inviting me uh, to her house for dinner and doesn't even know me. Turns out I was tagging along with a group that had already been uh, arranged, but hey, I was still pretty impressed. Very cool. Uh, Next, I talked to my first physician guest, Dr. John Fitchin uh, from Portland, Oregon, was on. He's the author of Life Through the Lens of a Dr. Birder, uh, and uh, we talked about his uh, Multnomah County Big Year, about his story. His life story and my life story have a lot of correlations. We both went to a small college in New England. I went to medical school, spent some time in the military, came to the Northwest. So a lot of uh, correlations. I had fun learning about that. That was really cool. Uh, that was followed by my first complete non-burger on. I had an activist on. Tim Larson uh, is a conservation activist, uh, passionate about trying to eradicate uh, vermin, house mice and rats uh, from birding islands, especially the house mice, pro- house, mouth, <laughs> house mice problem or house mouse problem on the Farallon Islands. They are a huge issue there. And uh, the eradication process is pretty simple. You use a potent poison, you kill the rats and mice, and you eradicate them from the island. But it's politically sensitive. There are issues. Uh, Some people would say it's the worst thing you could possibly do, dumping a lot of rat poison on an island. Others would say it's a simple, easy, effective way to permanently eradicate mice from the island and reclaim a key birding uh, breeding, bird, bird, seabird breeding uh, island, uh, and it's controversial. Uh, it, uh, Tim made a great case for eradication of the house mice using poison, uh, but it, it's been pretty interesting to hear the story, and, and I hope his uh, side wins. There's been a lot of controversy since I talked to him. Uh, that was followed by two lower 48 birders, the McQuaids. Tammy and David McQuaid came on, and we had a really fun time talking about their lower 48 big year. They are they were in the throes of a big lower 48 year, 2019, and they are having a great year. Uh, as of now, there are 717 species in the lower 48, getting 700 species of birds in the whole ABA area, including Alaska, used to be considered really great in a lifetime. To do it in a year 
It's only been the last uh, few decades that that's even been attempted successfully. And now they did it this year in the lower 48 without Alaskan birds, which is a big group of vagrants and Alaskan specialties. So to get 717 species in the lower 48 is terrific. To do as a couple is even more terrific, in my opinion. And they are also having a great ABA year. Uh, they're in Hawaii right now. I looked on eBird today, and they're at 744 for the ABA. I'm sure it's higher than that because they probably got some new Hawaii birds just today. After having Christian Hagenlocker on as a repeat guest, I went up to UPS and talked to Peter Wimberger. Peter is a professor at UPS and the curator uh, of the museum there. Uh, museums, who thinks museums are still important? Well, they sure are. Natural History Museums are terrific. The Slater Museum at UPS is very, very good. And I met Peter at the museum. We talked about the role of natural history museums in current science and in current education. And he made a great case uh, for natural history museums. And it was really fun talking to him. He, he was maybe one of my most reluctant guests. And yet, just in his environment, was very comfortable and very extremely knowledgeable, and just a, we had a blast talking. That was followed by uh, some guests I didn't know as well. John Patton Moss is planning a unicycle big year for 2020. We talked about that. Talk about crazy ideas. Kind of ride around the, the United States on a unicycle. Uh, it's planning on starting near here too. I need to get back to him to find out what's up with that. I haven't heard in a month or so. Mike Resch was my next guest. Mike is a state lister, unabashed state lister. Mike's work takes him around the country a lot, and so he decided he was going to try in every lower 48 state to find at least half of the species on the state bird list. Now, that's tough. To find half the species in any state is difficult, and to find them in all 48 states, that is just amazing. And he had only two states left to do. Uh, both states around here, I think they were Montana and North Dakota, if I remember correctly, uh, were the two states he still has to tick off uh, his uh, not yet list for half the species in the state. And he, he thinks he might get that done this year or next. So he's really excited. It was a terrific guest. Very, very sharp guy. Uh, also has a side business going now that he's retired. If you want to have somebody help you plan a birding trip to find birds in a particular state, uh, just help you with trip planning. Mike has a business going. You can find him on, uh, his, uh, on Facebook or his website about that. Brad Wagner was my next guest. Uh, Brad is one of these guys who's just so doggone, such a darn good bird, he can be intimidating. He's just, not that he's intimidating, he's super nice, easy to get along with, always helpful, always kind, but just good. I mean, he's really, really good birder. Uh, one of the one of the people who's not super young, I don't know, he's younger than I am, but he's not very old. Uh, he's not super young, I mean. Uh, anyway, he, is, he, he can still hear really well. He sees everything. He seems to know everything. He, he's the chairperson of the Washington Rare Birds Committee. Uh, he's just a fabulous birder, and, and it was really fun to have on as a guest. He came over to, the, to, the, to my apartment. We did it in person. It was really fun to meet him again. I've been out birding with him a few times, and he's He's awesome. Uh, Ursula Valdez was on next. Uh, she's a professor at the University of Washington and a, a native Peruvian uh, who does a lot of research in Peru. I first, first met Ursula when she talked to our ABC Birding Club uh, about her research on forest falcons and her research uh, on other, other aspects of birding in Peru. 
uh, and she has a, a field station set up there and is working with local uh, populace to uh, encourage conservation and help with employment and the birding, bird guiding and bird conservation industry. And she is just was really fun to have on. She's sharp and really cool guest. I followed that up with Tasha DeMarzio. Tasha is the daughter of Shelley Parker, who's a member of my ABC Birding Club and a birding friend. Uh, Tasha is from, lives in Alaska now, and it was really fun to hear her story of how her mother getting her or letting her start raising chickens as a kid turned into a career uh, basically raising stellar ziders. Uh, when she was in Alaska, after her education, she got a job in Alaska and uh, spent years and years learning how to do captive breeding of stellar ziders as a reserve population because they're such a concentrating breeding populace and such an endangered species in Alaska uh, that it's been key to have a reserve population. She figured out over, I think, 15 years or so, how to successfully breed stellar ziders, uh, and also has done a lot of other field research in Alaska, so it was really fun to talk to her. I talked about uh, the trip that Christian took to Attu earlier this year. Well, a trip leader for that trip uh, was my guest on episode number 37. John Pushok uh, was the, the trip leader. He has a birding company, uh, I fail to pronounce Zugumbre or something like that, birding. If you just uh, uh, Google Atu uh, birding bird uh, trip guide, you'll get his website. Uh, and uh, he is really a hot, hot birder. Uh, has one of the top ABA lists uh, on eBird, uh, is a Lister Supreme, and just a really sharp birder. Seems to uh, know a lot about a lot. Really fun to have as a guest, uh, and just a dry sort of a humor. Just really, uh, yeah, speaks carefully. <laughs> it was fun to have on. He came to my uh, my home too for the podcast. After that, I reached way out to New York City. Uh, I had Alex Israel from New York City Audubon on as a guest on episode number 38, and we talked about her passion, which is the Safe Flights program. The Safe Flights program is a program led by the New York City Audubon that has uh, had offspring in several other states, especially uh, especially in Georgia and Atlanta, uh, but also in Chicago and other places, where birds colliding with buildings, especially buildings with lights on at night and glass glass uh, windows is a huge problem every day, especially during migration, especially where big cities intersect with migration pathways, which is a lot of places. The, the central, central flyway has Chicago and other, St. Louis and other big cities, and the eastern flyway has all the east coast big cities. Uh, so all of those big cities with lights on at night and glass buildings pose a huge hazard to migrating birds. And since I had Alex on, New York City has passed an ordinance requiring all new construction to have bird safe windows. In other words, windows that are not as reflective, that has patterns that interrupt and that don't attract birds. So I thought that was a huge success. And the Safe Flights program people, I'm sure, had played a big role in that. I reached out to... to uh, uh, Rob Porter is my next guest. Rob has a really cool birding podcast called Songbird, The Songbirding Podcast. And unlike most podcasts where people talk a lot, uh, this episode, on, on his episodes, The Birds of the Stars, he goes out in the field, records bird songs, and talks about them. I mean, what's fun about that? Well, it seems like he's Sherlock Holmes. He's walking along through the bushes. You hear the leaves rustling a little bit. You hear the bird's song. He says, what's that? Oh, up ahead. I hear this. I hear that. So it's really fun to listen to. You got to check out the Songbirding podcast. Really uh, 
fun guy to have on as a guest and a cool idea. Next was Isaiah Nugent, maybe my youngest guest. I'm not sure if he was my youngest guest or not. Uh, but Isaiah was on us in episode number 40, an 18-year-old high school student uh, from uh, Bellingham, who's doing a Washington big year and having very uh, much success this year, followed by, in my most recent episode, uh, actually, 41, my next to the most recent episode, is my first son of a previous guest. Uh, so Alex Wong was on. Uh, you mentioned, remember I heard, talked about Art Wong earlier. Art and Alex were my first father-son combo of guests. Uh, and Alex is living in Hawaii now and is an active conservationist and birder in Hawaii. He's also going to be a trip leader there starting soon. You can uh, check out his Facebook page or the podcast notes to his episode number 41 to see how to get a hold of him for uh, as a bird guide. But he is a top birder. I've known Alex because I meet him occasionally, mostly on Christmas bird counts around here. He's done the Vashon Island count and the Tahoma count a few times. And I've met him occasionally on those on those forays, but a really good birder and a super nice guy, and was really gracious to take a little time away from his Thanksgiving visit to family to come up to my apartment, and we recorded an episode and had a lot of fun doing it. Also, if you check out birdbanner.com, my website, check out the blog section. You'll find a post on that, uh, pretty recent, where I post a lot of Alex's pictures of birds in the hand. He does a lot of work birding native Hawaiian birds, and so I have several photos of him holding native Hawaiian birds as they were being banded, and so it was really cool photos, and that was fun to do. In the father-son mode, while I was on a recent trip to Asia, uh, Brett, my son, and I sat down at our Airbnb in Phnom Penh, and talked a little bit about our travel together. Uh, Brett gives me a hard time. I try to hold my own, uh, but it was a fun little father-son interaction. Uh, and we talk a little bit about birding in both uh, around Chiang Mai, uh, Thailand, and around Phnom Penh, Cambodia. I'm back from that. It's been a little while since I've had an episode. I've just really, jet lag crushed me when I got back. It was really tough, but I'm doing better now. Uh, and so I thought I would take an ep uh, opportunity now to kind of do the year in review. I feel pretty good about the year. Please leave me uh, some comments. You can reach me on, direct message me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm at birdbander on uh, Facebook or at Dr. Ed Pullen on Instagram. Uh, you can also get me on the contact page of birdbanner.com. Uh, or uh, just get a hold of me however the heck you can. Just uh, let me know what you think. Uh, one of the great ways to do that would be to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. One thing I've not been getting a whole lot of is feedback from people in reviews on Apple Podcasts. I'd love to have you leave a review. Please do that. Do me a favor. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd like that a lot. It helps me get traction on, on the podcast scene. Also gets me things. What I'd really like to know is what, do you, what am I doing that you like? What do you think you'd like to see me do better or what don't you like? It can be brutal. I don't care. Uh, and uh, also, who'd you like to have on as a guest, especially if you can introduce me to people? Guests, I mean, I'm running, you know, I've gone through most of my buddies, a lot of them. I still got some more to come on, but uh, most of my buddies, and I'll have some repeat guests too. Uh, but reaching out to find a guest is not necessarily the easiest thing to do. So if you can introduce me to people you'd like to have on as a guest, uh, reach out to people and have them get a hold of me if they want to be on as guests. That's a great, uh, great service you can do to me. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, but leave me a review on Apple Podcasts uh, and uh, or on any of the other uh, forums that you get your podcast feeds on. Uh, check me out on birdbanner.com. Leave comments in any of the blog posts. That's a great way to do that. Or reach out to me in the contact section there. So 
Thanks for listening. It's been fun. It's been a great year. I'm hoping 2020 will be another terrific year. I've got some great ideas, or at least what I think are great ideas, uh, for episodes to follow. Stay tuned. Uh, don't miss a one. You can subscribe on any of the any of the uh, podcast forums, Apple Podcasts, Google, Sketcher, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, any of those feeds. You can subscribe to my podcast on that. And uh, from, Burt Banner pod, from the Burt Banner Podcast, uh, thanks for listening. Until next time, good birding, good day. <laughs>